Hey guys, this is another episode of 81 Points, and in this episode, uh, we talk about championship teams, the formula for creating a championship team, and uh, you know, when you look at NBA history, a championship roster is typically comprised of a top three surrounded <coughs> by complementary role players, and so we discuss today's NBA and who we consider to be legit number one options for a championship team and twos and threes and so on um what you're about to listen to is a is a product of my mishap um i actually (laughs) did not turn chris's microphone on to record was this intentional or was this no man it's a freudian slip i I I think think, i think uh when you hear the audio you'll still be able to hear chris's voice because we are sitting next to each other it's just being picked up on one microphone, and one of us is sitting a considerable distance, a little bit further away from the microphone. So the volume levels might be a little bit off, but otherwise, um, just another podcast. Uh, let's not freak out about the volume levels here. Okay, you might get some hate mail. That's that's not the point of this <laughs> of of this podcast. Uh, you know, the audio quality may not be ideal, but um, you know. It's all about the content and what we say anyways. (laughs) So, um, you know, with that said, please enjoy this episode uh, despite the um, technical difficulties. difficulties. Um, It's a good episode. We talk about a lot of stuff about the NBA in general. So sit back and relax this latest episode of Anyone Points. Welcome to 81 Points, where we talk about all things Lakers, hosted by two guys named Chris. All right, we're back here at 81 Points. Uh, We're recording actually during the Lakers and Oklahoma City Thunder game. It's probably better that we're not watching this game and recording otherwise we'd probably you know tear our hairs out watching this team right now um (coughs) you know now nowadays i'm i'm listening to a lot of podcasts and seeing a lot of um video clips on youtube about like who who the all-stars should be and all that um I personally hate the All-Star game. I don't know what your opinion of that is. But you don't like it? Don't no, like it's it? turned into like it's turned into a joke of a game. <clears throat> like it's not enjoyable to watch. Like if I were to rank um the most enjoyable NBA games or the games that I give the most attention to to the games I give least attention to, I would say like what playoffs basketball is like number 1. And then regular season, I would even rank preseason basketball ahead of the All Star Game, <laughs> to be honest with you. Because you know preseason you have like new players. Okay, so what about summer league games? No, oh, I would definitely rank summer league ahead of the All Star Game too, especially given like the past couple of summer leagues. I mean, we've been watching those games with very close attention, you know. <laughs> And the also game like no one tries anymore. It's like worse than street ball. 
there's I don't no, know. Uh, competition right like, now. if you go back and um, listen or watch, like, the 2001 All-Star game, it was competitive as fuck compared to, like, what we're seeing now. 2001? Yeah. Who was on that team? Uh, let's see. Kobe, Tim Duncan, Shaq, Tracy McGrady, Kevin Garnett, Holland Iverson, Jason Kidd, well, you, all in their prime. You got really competitive guys. You just listed some really competitive dudes right there. Yeah, so and, where are the and competitive champions? Yeah, so where are the competitive guys at then? You know, that this I mean, this game right. doesn't really. Giannis. Yeah. Even LeBron, who's you know he's a competitive guy, but he's still more of like a. I think I think this all-star game has turned more into like an inconvenience for these players than anything. Like I get the feeling that nobody really wants to play in this game anymore. I don't know if it's an inconvenience, but it's definitely a, um, you know, what Charles Barkley called it. You know, he calls it uh, all-star weekend, uh, black Thanksgiving. (laughs) I think. Wait, what does that mean? It's like a Thanksgiving for black people. And it's kind of like, oh, it's pretty fitting, though. You know, it's like. It's really like a celebration. It's just people just getting together <laughs> and just, you know, it's like a break. It's just... No, but I'm saying most of these All-Stars would rather go on vacation than be at the All-Star game. Oh. Did you, like, because recently... Um, <clears throat> but I'm saying that the players treat it like Thanksgiving, too, almost. Like, it's just like a... So who's who? You're just there to... It's a big chore, though, because there's all these media obligations that you have to go through during that, like, four days. They recently asked uh, asked Stephen Adams, who could be a first time All Star this year, if he was hoping to make it to the All Star team. And basically, his response was, uh, "I like my vacations," because he's used that time to like rest, you know. But I don't think Steve Adams is a fair barometer of. He's kind of a weird nut. He's he's an interesting. He's a he's a, an, sort of an outlier. I think. Most guys who have never been an all-star still would love to do it. It's just, you know, I agree. I think, like, the veterans, the guys who usually always are voted in, they could probably, they could care less, you know? Yeah. Like, even Jimmy Butler, I remember, he he straight up didn't play. Was he hurt? Just No. Just because he didn't want to play? I think he said something to the degree of, like, oh, let some of these other guys play. Which is kind of like... I, I don't know. I feel a like a bit of a veiled like I don't really want to like waste minutes for this meaningless game. And I'm saying that I feel like <laughs> a lot of NBA stars have that attitude yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that. So it's basically um, but I, but dude, an but exhibition. I'm, I'm loving like, this idea of of them tele live broadcast of this draft though. Wait, haven't they done that recently? They didn't do that last year. Oh, they just it was just decided like. They, I mean, they did do a draft last year. Yeah, they did a draft, but they just announced who picked who. Oh, okay. So in, they're gonna do a live telecast of them, like basically, like getting to take turns choosing who's gonna. Is pick it who. the leading vote getter yeah. for each conference? <coughs> so who is it? It's LeBron, right? And then yeah. who's gonna be for the East? <clears throat> do you know who's leading? Uh, know who's leading for the, the leading vote getter in the East was it, is it Giannis? Maybe I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Anyways, I mean, I, I hardly pay any attention to All-Star Weekend at all. Yeah, because even the, um, you know, the, the dunk contest is pretty stupid. It's gotten really bad 
I mean, I give cre- I'll give credit to Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon when they did the dunk contest. That Aaron was like one Gordon, of the best dunk contests who, I've seen. I think it's still to this day he's he was robbed of that. You thought you thought Levine should have oh, taken? No, I thought. I mean, you thought Aaron Gordon should have yeah, taken it, dude. Just based on that under the under yeah. the both legs over the mascot dunk. I yeah, think it was over the mascot too, right? I'm not sure if I remember that correctly. But. Yeah, no, it was it was he jumped over someone. Yeah, for <laughs> and sure. He, and yeah. he did. Um, and yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Probably one of the greatest dunks I've ever seen. But um, yeah. Yeah. So I um, I wanted to talk about something with you tonight. Um, by the way, before we do that though, do you want to talk about uh <clears throat> the recent you know situation where um. Kyrie called LeBron. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about that now if you want to. Oh, okay. We all right. We can talk about that later. But I just wanted to make sure that was on our radar. Yeah, no, definitely we'll get to that. I thought that because you do you, did there's you there's a lot of there's that? a lot of layers to that, yeah, and we'll okay. we'll have to spend some time unpacking um okay. unpacking <laughs> what he said there. And by the way, Giannis did. Uh, he's the leading vote yeah, getter. Okay. Um. So. You know, lately we've been talking about like. Um what's considered like i I think the last on the last episode we discussed you know what what does it mean to be like the top tier of nba player right and there was some point either the last episode or the one before that where you made a comment of you know going into every season like you basically know you basically know who who the best team is right yeah. Going into every year, you basically have a good idea of who should win the title. And and it's the only sport where you, the best team on paper is always not only favored, but 90% of the time, go, they usually go on to win it. Yeah. So, Barring some kind of injury or right, anything like that. Right. So the reason why, and I agree with that, the reason why I think that is, is because in the NBA, in basketball, you could pretty much create like a formula for constructing a championship team um you know other sports there's like different variables um but in basketball if you follow a certain blueprint to create a championship team well i mean let's talk about this too another reason why too though is because there is probably the least amount of variance in the nba as well you know in baseball you could have a superstar player have an off year, and he's only right. Let's say a guy yeah. who perennially will hit like forty home runs. For some fucking odd reason, he'll hit like twenty five one year. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, that's a huge, huge drop off, and he could be completely healthy, and just for whatever odd reason, you know, he hits two sixty with twenty five home runs when normally he would hit like two eighty five, two ninety. And hit 41 runs. Right. That just that happens. Like what Paul George is doing this year where he's like averaging 27 a game <laughs> as opposed to like his career average of like, what, 23, yeah. 24 a game. That's like a huge that variance. Doesn't that doesn't happen. For yeah. the NBA, you yeah. know. Yeah. So with that said, you can basically craft a championship team following a certain blueprint, right? Um, it's like a linear, it's like a linear process where you can... You acquire piece piece A, piece B, piece C, uh, so on and so forth until you can create that championship team. And uh, I feel like what the game has proven 
especially in recent years, is that you need you need like a number one, a number two, and a number three. You need an alpha, and then you need a superstar second banana. Right, and then you need a third really good player. Just a really good player. And then you surround them with like three or four like role players. But not just any role players. Like these guys have to be like contributing yeah. role players, right? Um, but also, guys. See, the thing about role players, like in the playoffs, role players for the most part, they'll always play well at home, and they'll always play like shit on the on the road. Right. Yeah. Like no. The t- really the championship. You look at championship squads. The ones that win are the ones are the ones that have the role players that will tear it up or at least do their part on the road yeah yeah and uh you know having having your top three and then your role players like um we you can look at the list of previous nba champions and amongst that list there are going to be teams that are that are going to be like wow like it was a bit of a surprise that that team won, you know. A perfect example is like, and we've brought this team up before in previous podcasts, but the 2004 Pistons, right? Yeah. It's like, wow, I that was unexpected that that team won. You can also look at say like, the Dallas Mavericks that won in 2011, and say like, wow, that was kind of like a surprise team. And I feel like the reason for that is that they didn't those teams those unexpected champions they didn't have these like top three plus role players right the the typical formula yeah typical nba formula so with that said i feel like i've heard and i've heard people say that this year like oh i have no idea who's gonna win win this year from who who have have said that so I recently uh, listened to um, an interview of Bill Simmons, uh-huh. and uh, first of all, I give this guy a lot of credit. He built some. He built a fucking empire, right? Just being a sports fan, so I give him a lot of respect. Yeah. But he triggers me to no end, like with his basketball opinions. Yeah. Um, and he said recently this season like he has no idea who's gonna win he 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 even went as far as to say like um he would take the field over golden state wow which i disagreed on both counts you know he also in the beginning of the season said uh like he said he was so confident that the that the celtics were gonna win like 67 games or something yeah i mean uh that's more along the lines of like um conventional wisdom i guess because a lot of people going into the year thought that boston was gonna just kill it yeah myself included you know um but it's also really silly to think that you know um that's the ultimate trap for as a sports fan it's the ultimate trap for a sports fan when you when your team has had a good season to immediately assume that all the good things that happened in the previous season will continue and then like when you add like a component for example like Kyrie Irving who didn't play and think that that's just gonna only add to it you know what I'm saying like that's just not the way sports works you know 
I feel like that kind of works in basketball, though. Well, I mean, that's sort of our point, but I mean, I think, but I think Bill Simmons missed a really valuable, like, component about sports, though. So yeah, so he 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 thinks that there's it's just unpredictable who's gonna win, but I feel like because you know, like we said, all the championship teams in the past, for the most part, have ha- followed this script of. <laughs> <clears throat> having a number one, having a number two, having a number three, and then having good role players around those. A clear those. pecking order. Yeah, a clear pecking order and having good role players around them. So that got me thinking. This current NBA season, how many teams are out there right now that have this like clear um, formula. formula for success? So what do you think? How many teams? Um, how many teams off the top of your head do you think like? Well, off the top of my head, um, let's see: Golden State, obviously. Yes. Um, definitely not the Lakers. Um, I think. Uh, I don't know. Actually, that's kind of hard. Right. So let's. Oh, uh, I would say OKC has that for sure. Okay. I think OKC has that. Um, I made a list. I made a list of yeah, like. Say, I made a list of like the top, the most talented teams in the NBA. So we can go through each Are one. You saying talented team based on your on our formula though, or yeah, just just talent. Yeah. Well, I just picked like, I just made a group of like you know, quote unquote contenders. Okay. And we'll see if these teams have it. Okay. So obviously the Warriors, right? Not only do they have like a top three, they they have what we consider, what most people consider like two number ones yeah. in Steph and KD. And Clay Thompson's what? Would you say he's a solid second option? He's a solid number two? Oh, without a doubt. Okay, so they have two ones and a two, which is why they're like such an unbeatable team. Yeah. Um, people are like... Draymond, Draymond Green is a solid two. He's just... I bet you he could... T- um... You know, I wouldn't consider gets, him a two. I would. I think he's just. I think his stats are a little, um, you know, downgraded because there's so many stars on that team. You put him on another squad, I think he would. He would absolutely fill up the stat sheet. See, I don't know. I don't know about that because he his shooting is so poor, and we've you know, we know a thing or two about guys that can't shoot. Being Laker fans, so yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I'm so question. I question if he can be a number two. So I mean, that's what I'm saying. He doesn't have to necessarily yeah. be a number one. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have to be. A, he doesn't have to be right now. He doesn't have to be a top three. Yeah. 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 So the Warriors definitely have that in spades. <clears throat> um, so OKC, you brought them up. Obviously, they have Westbrook and Paul George, right? Um, would you say what Stephen Adams is like? Oh, yeah. a, a solid three. Yeah, I would say that. Okay, so they have that. He actually, I mean, that team actually has the most um, conventional, like, like clear uh, example of the blueprint. You know, who do you think is the number one option on that team? I I still think it's, it's Westbrook. Westbrook. Yeah. Yeah. Would you consider? Um, I think okay. he's deferring a lot because he knows that he's got shooting issues right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. you, we all know that he is the alpha on that team. I think he. I think he's. Uh, he has said that he doesn't care about tr- getting triple doubles, but you know we know that's, <laughs> yeah, that's... bullshit. Uh, Russell Westbrook is is basically um, 
Kobe Bryant in disguise. Yeah, true. <laughs> Which is why I have somewhat of a soft spot for yeah, him. I um, love that guy. So, OKC, okay, uh, Milwaukee. Do you think Milwaukee has a clear one, uh, two, three? They do have a clear one, two, three, but but it's it's not great. You know what I mean? Who would be their so Chris Middleton is yeah. there too, right? He's, who would be the player, who would be their three? I think uh, probably Brogdon or even Eric Bledsoe. You know, okay, either one of those guys. Okay, I, I wouldn't. I mean, whoever you want to give that to, I don't. You know, they have a great one, right? Great but their one. two is not. Yeah, I think their two is not that of, great. It's like a you know mid mid to low tier. I love Chris Middleton, by the way. I think he's great, but yeah, I, I love Chris Middleton too. You know, if he's your number three guy, you have a championship squad, no doubt. Probably a championship favorite. Right. I mean, that's... So you're alluding to what I'm going to talk about next. Um, But let's go through this list. Boston. Let's see, Boston. Kyrie is their number one, right? Who's their number two and number three? Uh, That's a little tough. I think this is why... This is an example... Or you can point at this as to why they're struggling right now. It's because they don't have a pecking order. Like, yeah. would, would Jason Tatum be their number two? Probably, right? I would think so, but also Gordon Hayward's been around for a while, you know, and he's proven he's a proven all-star uh, talent. Like, I don't think he's all the way back yet, though. Yeah. Also, he he just doesn't seem like the kind who's going to be like, I need to, like, get my... Get mine. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. But yeah, that's probably what the issues are too. Right. Okay. So moving and Marcus on. Marcus Smart, who I love, is like he's got the mind of like a number one or number two. But he I think the, he's the, a. The I think he's a great role player. Oh my god. Um, he's, a, he's one of your role players. Like yeah. Middleton's your number three, and Marcus Smart's like one of your role players. Fantastic. I yeah. Mean, you're a favorite. Yeah. You're one of the favorites to win. Right. Okay. Philly. Philly has a clear, established big three. Right, Joel yeah. Embiid, Jimmy Butler, and then Ben Simmons. Um, yeah, I don't know what the pecking order is there though. Joel Embiid is for sure gonna eat first. Yeah, and then I would say Jimmy I would Butler. Say Jimmy Butler, yeah. Yeah, and then Ben Simmons. Okay. Yeah. Um, Toronto. Uh, yeah. The thing is, Kyle Lowry is a number two. I'm not quite sure. Uh huh. I do love him as a player. Um, you know who their second leading scorer is this season? Who, Pascal? Yeah. Wow. So I think he might have... Oh, they still have they have Serge Ibaka, too. So I don't know who their number three would be. <clears throat> but it's clearly Kawhi and then Kyle Lowry and then, I don't know, Yeah. whoever. Um, it's a good team, though, that's for sure. It's a good team, really good team. So I think this team is actually number one in the West right now, Denver. What is their pecking order? Well, for sure, Jokic is yeah, clearly their number one. Jamal Jamal Murray, I'm assuming, is number two. Yeah, yeah. And I would say that they would, um, if that is their one and two, they're kind of like low end, one and two, ones and twos. Maybe you think Jokic is a low end number two or number one? Well, we haven't seen uh, it though. We haven't yeah, seen it though, yeah. So yeah, maybe. Uh, and then the last team that I wanted to bring up was um, Houston. Oh right, yeah. That I think they we're talking about healthy, right? Yeah, healthy yeah, Houston. They, they have a clear. Yeah. What is it? Harden, CP3, yeah. and Capella. Yeah. Okay. And they got great role players too. 
Right. So we just went through these lists of teams and, you know, some of them have a clear pecking order and then while others don't, uh, what I wanted to talk about now was if we were to group, cause we did this last time where we said, okay, these four players are first tier. I think we said what LeBron, Steph, KD and Kawhi. That was like our first tier. And then second tier was like a bunch of other people. So now I, I think there's, I think there's that list. And then another list is like, who are, um, adequate ones, adequate twos and adequate threes for like a championship, <coughs> a championship caliber team. Well, that list is going to be a little bit more, it's going to be different from what we consider like tier, the tiers that we talked about last time. So this list of like ones, twos and threes, I think it's going to be a little bit larger, but, um, I wanted to get your sense of like who you would be comfortable with saying this guy could be a number one option for a championship team. Right. So I think that means that um, the definition for this would be more of like um, based on a, opinion of because, you know, the, the opinion. Tiers, yeah. Because the tiers that we were talking about last last week um, in terms of the best player, I feel like is a little bit more um, concrete. You know what I mean? It's it's results it's results based yeah. a lot of it yeah yeah um, so this would be more of like for example like um, in my opinion like Jokic is absolutely number one but that's because more of like my confidence in knowing the talent level and what he's putting up and his trajectory you know what I'm saying see I Whereas I listed would, Le- Jokic as a number two which I mean that's fair enough I think you yeah know? he's a 23 year old like guy who's just kind of coming to his own you know what i mean uh-huh. so that's fair whereas i think we'd have a little bit more consensus on someone like let's say Giannis, right right that's right. obvious right but he's he wouldn't have been he did not wouldn't he wasn't in our in our in our uh, superstar like best player no. tier last no last week yeah you know? so um yeah but it's not it's not many it's a, still, I, so i made a list i made a list of who i thought were like legit number ones this like current time number one options that would be um good for a championship run okay so uh let me list off these players tell me if you like agree with this list or not okay so my list is um let me see basically i have eight that you'd be okay with like i would yeah yeah okay given that like all the other pieces are in place so my list of number ones <laughs> is actually eight players long. Um, can you guess the eight players? Let's see if you can guess who I who I picked. Um, hold on, let me. I want to pull up sort of a list of players just so I can. Um, I mean, I can go on right now anyway. So he okay, James Harden. I mean, you have eight players. Yeah. I know how much you hate James Harden, but if you don't have him on your list, I yeah, he's on my list. Yeah, <laughs> begrudgingly, I had to. <laughs> so there's eight. Yes. Seven more. Okay, Steph Curry. Yes. Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis. Yes. Uh, LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ky- uh, Ka- 
Kawhi. Yes. Uh, uh, Two more. Giannis. Yeah, one more. Really, just one more, huh? It could have been two. Yeah, I was debating I like, about so two. The two that I'm thinking is um, Kyrie and Joel Embiid. So neither of those two wow. is the last guy on my list. I actually said Damian Lillard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. I and I was and I was t- really torn about Kyrie. Yeah, because you um, love Kyrie Irving. Dude. You love that guy. He's he's LeBron's legacy maker right there. That three pointer that he hit, <laughs> yeah. that just sealed the deal for LeBron, right? He's a baller. Um, but he, I, I left him off this list because um, he's only had like what a half of a season being like the absolute man on like a, a contending team. Yeah. So I feel like he he can use some more time like to work into that role, but certainly like. I'm optimistic that, you know, I would put him up there yeah. eventually. Yeah. But those are my eight, eight players. Uh, do you have anyone else that you would add to that list? Or would you take someone off that list? Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's a pretty solid list. Because basically what I'm saying is you need one of these players to win a championship right now. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, it's so funny. It's interesting because, like, um, you know, there are players who will put up stats, you know, that seem like right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that yeah. is of this of this tier, right? But you don't, you wouldn't have the same confidence. You know what I'm saying? That's you know a perfect example of that is Joel Embiid. Because he's no, averaging like twenty-seven points a game, he's like putting up monster numbers. But yeah, but I would, I would his talent for the end, and that just comes to preference. But I, I feel like, I feel I his talent is so overwhelming. I feel okay about that. He is a clear-cut number one talent. I don't. I I just don't know like if he's mentally strong enough yet to like. That's a fair. I mean, and that's a fair, uh, lead a championship team. It's a fair thing. To yeah, say. you know, um, another player. Another player that's kind of what you're describing is Paul George, because he's having a monster year this year. But yeah. I've just yeah. in my in my eyes, I like never saw him as like the number one guy for a championship team. Right, he was number one guy for a playoff team, but he wasn't right like, uh, number right. one for a right. But I'm just saying, like, look at like Blake Griffin, averaging twenty five point five points a game. Yeah, but yeah. You no. just know you you know if you're going into the playoffs and he's your number one guy. You're not I would not. Champ- I would not feel not comfortable champ- with that. You're not thinking championship. No. No. Yeah. Uh, Kimba Walker, phenomenal player, twenty five points a game. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. I would love him on the Lakers. Actually, I'm a big fan of Kimba Walker, but yeah. only as a number two guy behind LeBron. Right. Right. <coughs> um. Bradley Beal, twenty five points a game, tearing it up this year. I don't think I feel confident. So I, I actually also made a list of number twos. Okay. Um, and I think this is where um, we might get a little bit of disagreement. I might have left some guys out. But um, my number twos list is, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 
13 players. Your number two list has 13 players. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So let me see if I can read them off. Okay. You you named a lot of them already, but um, yeah. Okay, so number two, um, Paul George, Joel Embiid, um, Blake Griffin, mm-hmm. Kemba Walker, Bradley yeah. Beal. I didn't put Bradley Beal there. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Kyrie Irving? Yes. Obviously, Clay Thompson. Obviously. Yes. Uh, Westbrook. Obviously. Yes. Um, how many more am I missing? Uh, you need to name one, two, three, four, five, six more. Six more. Um, let's see. I'm going to say Carl uh, Anthony Towns. Yes. He was on your bubble, wasn't he? Oh uh, no! I mean, I would I would be comfortable with him as a number two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about um? Oh, John Wall. No. Interesting. As your number two, I mean, John Wall is. I would love him as a three. He's a. <laughs> I'm your, eight. He's your number three. That is a ridiculous team. Well, you're you're Mister. We gotta get LeBron, Ka- Kawhi, and Anthony Davis, yeah. or KD and Anthony Davis. I'm not saying we gotta. I'm saying it's gonna happen. That's what I'm saying. I think it's. I think it's. It's gonna happen, and we gotta. <laughs> um, okay, Demar Derozan. No. Yeah, I don't know if he would even be on my list. Uh, Aldridge. No. Okay, that's fair. Um, I mean, by the sounds of it, this might be a, a surprise to you, actually, some of these players. I mean, I'm looking at the list of these players, and I don't know if I'm missing anyone here. Um, oh, Doncic. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. That's actually. the sleeper, but... It just shows you how much you believe in this kid, though, right? And it's hard not to. Yeah, he's he's having he's putting up a pretty historic uh, historic season. Um, okay, let me As a nineteen-year-old, you know, <clears throat> I think he's rivaling LeBron's rookie year. Actually, I think he's doing better than LeBron's rookie year. Okay, because yeah, LeBron didn't shoot particularly well. Um, but you know, another thing to to obviously consider though is that the defense is just non-existent. You know what I'm saying? But um, he doesn't play D. At all? I'm just saying, like, it's just not fair, I feel like, because offensively, like, it's so advantageous for the offensive player. You know what I mean? It's so hard to play defense in this league. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, okay, so who else, who else was I missing there? Uh, you're missing four more guys. Four more guys. Uh, I don't know, CJ McCollum? No, no, you're 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 going too far down the list now. Yeah, I don't know yeah. who else. Who else was on? So the last four guys were Jimmy Butler. Um, Jimmy Butler, even though all the recent issues. I mean, he's like, yeah, he's <clears throat> he's he's uh, kind of developing a bad reputation, you know. But given like 
a good fit for him, he would be a great number two. Okay. Um, Chris Paul. Oh, I didn't even think about that yet. Healthy Chris Paul. Okay. I would I don't know. His, be very comfortable with him being a number two. Dramatically this year, I feel like. We'll see. We'll see how he is in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, your boy Nikola Jokic. Oh. I would say is, yeah. is, is a solid, is a good number I two. I forgot about him because I had him in so clearly in the first uh, list. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then the last guy is um, he recently, not too long ago, uh, scored 70 points in a game. Oh, Devin Booker? Yeah. So th- that would be my 13 number twos. Um, I would like for both of us to like create this list at some point. This was just like off the cuff. I, I just thought about it, but I'm open to some like suggestions. I, I think the ones are like pretty established. Um, might be a little tweak here and there on that list, but the number twos, you know, I think um, we can spend a little bit more time on to create like this list, you know? It's an interesting exercise, and basically what we could say is that choose any player from each of these tiers and you have a championship squad. That's what I'm saying. It's like going back to what I originally said was when when you're constructing a championship team in the NBA, you can follow this formula. You know? It's like <clears throat> have you ever read um you read the game before, right? Um what do you mean the game? The book about um like picking up girls. Oh, yeah, I, I think I've read like I read I read the article about about the book. Yeah, I mean I think I know. Yeah, yeah. It's basically the the premise was this guy was saying that if your goal is to like hook up with a girl, like there's this very clear process that you can take mm-hmm. to achieve that. Mm-hmm. So much in the same way of like picking up girls, <laughs> you can follow this formula. To like construct a championship team. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So we should come up with this list, solidify the list. Um, that way there's not gonna be this confusion or this like miss um incorrect statements of like, I have no idea who's gonna win a champ. When has that ever happened in the history of the NBA where it's like, I have no idea who's gonna win this year? Yeah. I feel like that's never happened. Yeah. You always know. You always know. Like in the 80s, <clears throat> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who's arguably the greatest basketball player of all time, was like the number two option <laughs> on the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, and, you know, you know, we're saying this with a caveat of like, look, we understand that there's always exceptions to the rule because that's just how life works. Yeah. You know? There's always situations where like an injury... Or some kind of shit happens. Like, for example, when the Lakers lost to the Pistons, it was because there was a lot of internal strife between the number one and number two, Shaq and Kobe, and Karl Malone was injured. So there are many instances. Not actually, there aren't many, but there are a couple instances where, you know, there's going to be exceptions to the rule. But for the most part, by and large, a championship squad's going to follow that formula. Yeah, you know, speaking of that, of that finals um i listened to a a podcast a couple months ago and they're interviewing um chauncey billups and he basically said oh we knew we were gonna win 
What, why, what do, do you, you believe that? Do you believe that no, the bullshit. yeah, it's total bullshit, right? Yeah. But he was like, "Yeah, our defense was so good. We knew we were gonna win." <laughs> and okay, the I mean, the hilarious thing about Chauncey Billups is like Chauncey Billups. If you were to put like a little, put him in a tier list back in that day, he would be like in a third tier. Oh yeah, you yeah, know what I'm saying? yeah. And yet he was an NBA Finals MVP. So on that team, I don't know who is the number one guy. Like Rashid, I would say. Yeah, and Rashid's not a number one. And guy. he's not a number one. He's, he's a, like a number two yeah, at best. Solid number two. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that pecking order was what Rashid, and then what Chauncey and Rip Hamilton, or Sheed, Rip Hamilton, Chauncey. Yeah, Rip, something like Rip that. Hamilton is also a number three number, at yeah. best. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe number two. I don't know, but you just don't win with two number twos and a number three. Right. The Lakers. That Lakers <laughs> team had two number ones and probably like a bad number three. You know, either either like, well, actually, they Carmelo was on that team, right? Yeah. I mean, Carmelo would have averaged twenty points a game still if he was on a team where he could get his like get his. You know. Yeah. Um, get his shots and stuff but like you said it's like sometimes there are unique circumstances like the lakers had um gone to the finals four times in five years there was internal struggles between kobe and shaq carmelone was injured championship fatigue so all all of those things pretty much created the perfect storm for detroit to win yeah you know i mean if bills if uh bill simmons he prefaced everything with saying that, you know, he made comments. I don't I didn't hear it, but if he said that it's because of the Warriors having all this situation of like internal strife and like it's just hard in general to keep up that championship uh intensity. Yeah. Then I would be like, Okay, I understand where you're coming from this. But if you don't put that caveat out there, that's a little silly, you know what I'm saying? It was also, he also said something hilarious was, was, um, so, so Steph and KD this season, they're both averaging like over 20 points a game right now. And he was like, do you know the only other, do you know if there's been ever another tandem that has both averaged 28 a game? And he's like, the only tandem that ever did that other than Steph and KD was, uh, Jerry West and Elgin Baylor, like back in the seventies. But I was like, dude, Kobe and Shaq definitely did that. Like, and when I was listening to it, I was like, Kobe and Shaq definitely both averaged twenty eight at at one for one season. But and, is, uh, is he referring to the same season or just in different seasons? In the same season, like two teammates averaging twenty eight a game. Oh, I don't know if they did that. How yeah, they did. Though they did do that. Two thousand, two thousand one. Kobe averaged twenty eight point five, and Shaq averaged twenty eight point seven. And they won a championship that year. Yeah. It was the year the Lakers beat the Sixers, the fifteen and one playoff run. Yeah. So this kind of this adds to my this. I have a conspiracy theory about Bill Simmons is that he goes out of his way to tarnish Kobe. Like I'm not even. I wouldn't even. I don't consider myself a Kobe stan, even though you know we named our podcast eighty one points. Like I'm, oh. I'm not a, I'm not a Kobe well, stan. A, well, there's a difference between a fan and a stan. Right? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a Kobe stan where I'm like fuck LeBron, like yeah. Kobe all day. Yeah, I'm yeah. not like that. 
but we are huge Kobe fans. We are huge Kobe fans, and he makes me a bigger Kobe fan because, like, he goes out of his way to, like, shit talk Kobe, basically, like, in subtle ways. Yeah. And this is a perfect example of, like, I feel like he's trying to, like, erase Kobe. <laughs> like, tarnish his it's legacy a little though, bit. is that Kobe has that effect with a lot of people, though. Not just Bill Simmons. I feel like he's, like... He's a poster boy. Yeah, he's, like, public enemy number one when it comes <laughs> to, like, uh, Kobe's legacy, though. Yeah. Because who, who else... I don't know. I don't know many other players or... I mean, I don't you know. know. I'm not talking about, like, just necessarily, like, famous people. Yeah. But I'm just saying, in general, like, Kobe kind of draws that out of people, though. And he's always drew, drew that out of people. Like, I just know people who, you know, it, 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 it was like that even when Kobe was playing, it's when, like, people were so hardcore in, in, in Jordan's court, you know, people. Who oh, like, right, right. You know, like, how, you know, this guy's that's, that's almost kind of threatening Michael Jordan's uh, place in history, you know? And yeah. They would bristle at the thought that Kobe could even you know be compared to jordan that that argument's kind of pretty much like put to bed now though yeah but so it's gone now but you know even now like and now you have people who are like you know complete like lebron fans who are kind of like dude kobe is on another level above lebron you know what i mean there's LeBron fans that are saying Kobe's on another level. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That LeBron's that on Le- another level, yeah. Right. So they will, you know, go out of their way to downgrade what, what Kobe has done. Right. You know what I mean? So. I, call me crazy, but I, I feel like I would still, yeah, I don't even know. I was about to say I'm that. I was about to call you crazy. I, I was about to say I'm that. I call you crazy. I was about to say that I would still choose peak Kobe over peak LeBron. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, that's... You can make a case. Yeah, I'm not going to call you crazy for that. I mean, this is... I'm talking about... This is 81 Points Podcast. I'm I'm talking about Kobe Bryant number eight. Okay? You're talking about Froby. I'm talking about... Yeah, I'm talking about Froby. I'm talking about KB8. Adidas Kobe. 81 points in one game, nine straight games of 40 plus points. Wait, I don't know if he did. He do 81 points when he wore number eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> carrying the Lakers uh, after Shaq fouled out against the Pacers. I'm, I mean, number eight, Froby. If he was playing in this league right now, I'm telling you, guaranteed, he'd he'd average 40 points a game. Yeah, that is. I would. Yeah, I think so. Like anyone who's listening to this, do not have any doubt. That would. I'm. I'm not. I'm. I'm speaking objectively. Kobe would average yeah. at least forty points a game. So this whole Kobe and LeBron debate. Um, what I say is that I would choose KB eight over LeBron, but I would choose LeBron over KB twenty four. Okay. I mean, I. I don't that crazy to to be like you know peak kobe over peak lebron i mean we're talking about a guy who's he's one of the all-time greats so i mean i don't think that's yeah yeah i mean that but history would i think history is going to say that oh lebron is a top five player and kobe's a top 10 player it's just that you know bottom line is that you just can't go wrong with kobe though because he is a proven commodity you know what i'm saying yeah like you 
Ultim- we the were, ultimate closer. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay, so let's let's talk about the whole Kyrie thing. Um, you know, he. I don't know how it came about. So the so the Celtics they just won a big game against I think Philly, right? Um, Kyrie had like an eighteen assist game, and afterwards, uh, they were doing the normal like post game interviews and everything. And then Kyrie just threw out this comment of saying he had to give LeBron a call and apologize basically for not understanding like <laughs> what it what it took to be like the number one on a championship team. Yeah. Um, and did you, uh, uh, did you hear about the context behind that though? That what he, what LeBron was doing at the time. So he was actually eating dinner with Kevin Love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he, I don't know, he saw this call. He, and he, he I, stepped out. The report was that he saw a call and it was Kyrie. And he said, I wonder what he wants. Yeah. But just, we won't get to the story, but let's just talk about what a time to live in where like we get the play by play of shit like this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This doesn't happen in like Jordan's era, you know, or a lot of shit gets swept under the rug. Yeah. Yeah, Like this just, this kind of stuff does not happen in any other era. And like now we just, I'm surprised we don't even, we didn't figure out what they were eating at this time. Like I'm surprised we didn't hear about like, you know, like what kind of wine LeBron was drinking? Yeah, like or... he was taking a sip of his Pinot Noir, and you know, as he was about to place it back down to the table, you know, he gets an alert from on his Samsung. I'm surprised it wasn't like live streamed. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, some Twitch stream or yeah. something. You know. So, and, so what do you think about like that comment? You know, uh, it was unsolicited. <laughs> like he just kind of threw it out there. Um. I thought it was kind of amuse, amusing, you know? Yeah. I thought it was kind of amusing because it's just, it was cool. I mean, I thought it was a, sh- a sign of maturity, but also I just thought it was amusing because it was like, it just shows how much Kyrie wanted to be the man, you know? Yeah. For him to do that, for him, like, to apologize just shows that he, you know, he had this. He he obviously had a chip on his shoulder, right? With the thought of LeBron coming back, yeah. You know, and there were stories about that. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, I don't know if we talked about it here before, but you know, when there was rumor, there were rumors about LeBron coming back home um, to Cleveland. Um, Kyrie was was not a happy guy about that. Even just the rumors about it, you know. And he said in the locker room, he was like, "We don't need that guy. Why do we need that guy? Why is he?" He's acting as if like he's some kind of savior. You uh-huh. know what I mean? And this was before LeBron came. Yeah. So to have that kind of mindset right off the bat, you know, is it's kind of funny. And uh-huh. also I remember, you know, um you know, well actually it is kind of offensive, but I remember there was a, a comment someone made to Kyrie Irving, an air in a reporter saying to Kyrie like I mean, the reporter was really unprofessional, but all, all kind of alluding to the fact that, like, how does it feel to have LeBron, like, as, like, not only... She was basically kind of saying, like, you know, he's your mentor. How does it feel to have this guy as your mentor? Uh-huh. But she was almost saying, like, as a father figure. Do you remember that? I don't remember there that. Was a, there was but... an interview like that. And, okay. and Kyrie kind of bristled at that. And he was like, well, 
I don't know what you mean by that. I mean, I have a father. I have a dad. <laughs> right. It's like, because, you know, he actually, he has a, uh, it's pretty well, you know, chronicled that he has a really good relationship with his, you know, his, his dad. dad. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, he, he was kind of like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, this father figure type of thing you're talking about. Uh-huh. Like, LeBron's just, you know, he's just, he's a player, you know, he's a, he's a guy on this team. Yeah, yeah. So, it's just, you know, it just shows, though, that he kind of, he has... Yeah, it's a little sensitive type of thing. So I think it's a sign of maturity. But also, what I find kind of curious is that this news came out. You know, because not this isn't just anything about like, oh, people heard from her what, and this just came out. No, it was an unsolicited, like no one. He just kind of came out with it. No one asked him about it. He just kind of oh, said so it. He, okay, yeah. So yeah. that's what I'm saying is like it's interesting that Kyrie like points out that he said this like do you think there is a double like uh ulterior motive yeah i think so right yeah it's kind of like hey um i know i look really poor i looked really poorly because it was not a good look for him to to act like that you know yeah and so he he goes out of his way to call lebron and then he makes a note of it you know what i'm saying so much in the same i think it was very similar to like how lebron kind of just came out and said he was a goat Kyrie was making a play to like elevate himself to a certain level because right now you know the celtics they're not they're not doing as well as like everyone thought that they would do and uh you know it's it's been documented that there is some like a little bit of turmoil in the locker room there and uh a lot of these players like Jalen Brown and I don't know, Jason Tatum, they're looking at they're looking at themselves and like you know, Kyrie Kyrie didn't play last year and they, they were like they made it to game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. And so I think Kyrie saying this was Yes, he yes, I think he d- does feel like bad about how he handled things. But at the same time, he's trying to say, like, I'm the man of this team, you know, like, oh, I didn't know how it meant, how it felt to be like the man on a championship team. Like, you know, he's kind of putting himself in that position. There's something a little insecure about this kind of like behavior, like what he's doing right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Odd type of like behavior to do. Yeah. But now it's funny because now I'm seeing like. People saying like, "Oh, so maybe Kyrie would be willing to like team up with LeBron again." Yeah, and it's like I don't think that's ever gonna happen. No. Yeah, yeah. I think this this was him. It was more of like serving. It's he did this because it's like serving him in some way. Right. Know? Yeah. It was like damage control, like because it was not a good look for him. Yeah, because he was um, he was publicly like calling out his calling out his teammates. Yeah. 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 So it it's yeah, and it was also like he was the I remember seeing the play. He was late to like to the ball too. Like he didn't get the ball because partly his own fault, you know. Yeah. And when it's when it's uh that late in the game when you're just trying to inbound the ball like safely, you're not gonna get the perfectly drawn play. You know what I mean? Right. So I think it was just him just really acting out at that time in the heat of the moment. And he, it was him being like, okay, I got to do a little damage control. Right, right. right? Yeah. Um, 
So that was so that was interesting. Um, did you also hear about how uh, <laughs> this was funny? Um, so you know, recently, like the Lakers played the Bulls, and uh, did you hear about how Kyle Kuzma um, tweeted at halftime of the game? <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> Um, he tweeted while he was playing, right? Or was it actually during halftime? It was during halftime. Oh. And it was like, I don't know. <coughs> um, I think the tweet was like, at ball is life. Yeah, and then it's like, yeah. it's nothing. Yeah. Um, Do you have a problem with that? I, I don't I don't care. It's yeah. it's kind of funny to me. Yeah. That's it. Um, I, I feel like I might have a problem with that if it was like playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's, it's Yeah, it's whatever. I don't really care. Um. Okay. Wow. The Lakers are actually uh up one against OKC right now. So, um, I think we can end this podcast here. Yeah. What do you think? So, so right now they're they're starting their three game stretch of um OKC, Houston, and Golden State. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, ex- I'm expecting you know, three straight losses. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, as long as we see, like, I just don't want them to shit the bed completely. You know, as long as, as long as there's good effort. Yeah. Um, you know, we just we need to remind ourselves and everybody else that this is supposed to be a developmental year. You know, yeah, we're yeah. not winning a championship this year. Right. Um, I would give it a non-zero percent chance to win a championship, but honestly, we're not going to win a championship. You know? I would give it like a three percent chance. Maybe, yeah, yeah give a two percent chance. Yeah, give like take. But yeah. it's just—it was not in our cards this year. It was not the intention this year, and no one was expecting that. It just, you know, once we started doing a doing pretty well, being like a couple games out of the first seed, and like seeing LeBron, and you know knowing that he was still in his prime and just doing LeBron things and you know the rest of the squad performing really well we started to feel ourselves and like felt like hey we can go really far it, I mean just we just gotta like dispel all that and realize that this year was just not gonna happen right. in terms of championships so knowing that you know you can just relax and know right. that you know but it's I understand that because it is still frustrating to watch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's still frustrating to see your point guard shoot forty percent from the field uh, free throw. But we almost made an entire podcast episode with that. <laughs> well, we do, hold on. We didn't. We didn't. La- we didn't name. We didn't name. Oh, okay. All right. All right. You know, we're uh, not naming any names. No, no, not talking about anybody in specific. Yeah, no, but no, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know. So I think. You know, given the given the circumstances, and especially with our top player being out for a considerable amount of time, we're fine. And I think just making it to the playoffs, it'll be a win. Yeah, and it, it'll be not only a win; it'll be fun to see them in the playoffs. I just I just hope that these like young guys get some playoff experience. Yeah, and also that'll boost be, their stock. Yeah, it, that too. Whether yeah. it's to keep them or to trade them. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. With that said. Let's not freak out about these next couple of games. Um, every team is shitty without LeBron playing, so um, let's not overreact. Just take a deep breath. We'll be fine. It's not this year anyways. Um, so, so yeah, um, I think we can end there. 
um, on that note. Um, so thank you for listening. And, uh, you know, once until again, yeah, till next time. Uh, once again, our email is 81pointspodcast at gmail.com if you have any the comments. Is 81 and PTS podcast at gmail. Yeah. So, with that said, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you guys next time. Thank you for tuning into 81 Points. We are a Los Angeles Lakers podcast hosted by me, Chris Lim, and my longtime friend and co host, Chris Lee. If you like what you heard, please hit subscribe and leave a rating or comment. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can get more episodes of 81 Points on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.